welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Why the fuck do you still have this pumpkin? I mean, look at it. <laughs> no, I will not look at it. It's it is an eyesore. It should be rotted months ago. And it hasn't. It is still a solid pumpkin. I think I told you that my uh, roommate like rubbed his jack-o'-lantern that he made in college with Vaseline, and that shit did not get thrown away until August, and it was fine. Does that preserve it? I guess or, so. Or are pumpkins just invulnerable? They're invulnerable to everything. They're great gourds. They're great gourds, Daniel! <laughs> This one, well, it doesn't fit the theme of our apartment. It It is a survivor. It's so a good boy. I, I feel like, I mean, sharks, ocean, mm-hmm. pumpkin. As for pets, I just wanted to ask, are you more of a cat person or a pumpkin person? I mean, pumpkins don't shit everywhere, so. <laughs> more of a pumpkin person. If, if I had to choose between the two. <laughs> it's like dogs, pumpkins, cats. Cats. It's like a shaky cat. Shaky cat. You live with two cats, don't you? One cat. One cat. Okay. I have Good. lived with two at separate points in my life. That's fair. I, I lived with this cat and another cat that now when Meg goes to my parents' house where that cat lives, that cat runs away thinking that this cat is coming. <laughs> this cat is a mean cat. There is a cat. We'll post a picture. Um, a cat in the studio. Studio cat. Studio cat. Uh, did I tell you about my roommate's cats? One is like very chill, very cool. I think you met her the other day. I did meet. Yeah, you met both. I met of them. one. The other one showed up a little bit at the end. Yeah, there's there's Mama and Small Cat because we never bothered naming the other one. Small's or, a good name. Apparently, no, no, it's full, one word. Small Cat. S M O L. It's not like C-A-T. middle name Cat. No, Small J Cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Small Cat and Small Cat is still a kitten and sort of dumb. So my roommate figured out that it'll still mess with a uh, like laser pointer. And the other one could not give two shits. So it just watches this cat <laughs> run up and down our living room until it stops because it can't breathe. Like the cat breathes so heavily, like it's been eating butter for its whole life. Like that's how heavy <laughs> this cat's been eating, panning. And then the other cat, I watched the cat watch this the small one run up and down until it just couldn't anymore. Its body gave up and it was just like, (laughs) and then the big cat walked down, slinked down the stairs, bopped it on the head and then went to its normal perch near the back door as if to go, you're a fucking idiot. He had the whole thing the entire time and then just kept walking. I love the two personalities of these cats. (laughs) I, I feel like the personality of Darcy, studio cat, would be she would see it, she would want it, but she would know the satisfaction it would give us, so she wouldn't go <laughs> she, after it. It's a vindictive cat. <laughs> She's like, I'll get it later when you're not watching. Yeah, I will play with the actual tool you're playing with. I see you. Like, we, we had this little <laughs> thing that I, it's like a, it's a plush cat, like, like really small. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be a cat toy. It was like a little baby toy. But, I mean, we don't have a baby. We have a cat. So it became a cat toy. Baby cat. We've, we've had it a year and a half. She just started playing with it this week. Oh, is this the video you sent me where she's like just throwing it all around, whipping it around the room? She she threw it. There's there's a chair on one side and a trash can all the way on the other side. She threw it from the chair to the trash can. <laughs> she's she's made it into the trash can before, but we didn't see her do that. We don't know how far away she was when she did that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she she was doing all these acrobatic like 
jumping up with like two paws on a thing and sweeping down with the other one and tossing <laughs> it around. It took a year and a half for her to be like, fine, I'll play with it. Yeah, I think she just eyed it and realized it was not a threat until now. Yeah. She's just very cautious. Speaking of cautious, that's a feeling. Maybe. Welcome to Feel Feelings, yeah. everybody. We're here. We're doing We're it. here. Uh, this so is, this is going to be our second episode, if I'm remembering correctly. That is correct. Uh, this is our second episode with the amazing comedian Meg Getz. Yeah. Uh, you might recognize then, her from your roommate, Dan. Yeah, she's my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what we would call her if my parents had never met her. <laughs> yeah, Mom, it's my roommate. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a fitting because this is Friday the Thirteenth episode. We have we have Meg Getz who hosts her own podcast of all spooky things. Great, which, podcast. which you've been a guest on. I've been a guest on. I talked about vampires. I know far too much about vampires for some reason. I've never been a guest. I don't believe in that stuff. I feel like <laughs> yeah, you're very logical, Dan Getz. Uh So I think it's I think I'm the only person on that show that's done like more history and fact-based stuff instead of like, I swear to God, I've seen an alien, bro. Well, I mean, you are connected to it. You, you are like, from that weird yeah, town. Yeah, I'm from that weird town, but at the same time, it's like, I think what, like a, a couple people have come in and be like, Bigfoot, I seen a blur. Or like, <laughs> aliens, I see some crazy lights. I'm like, in 1823, this happened. And mine's the only episode that's like based solely in fact. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't expect anything but history from you at this Thank point. Thank you. So... Killing the Dead was the name of our episode. It was a fun show. Uh, I I can't wait for more episodes. They've had a bit of a a bit of a break in between, so I hear they're going back. Right? They, they have been recording again recently, Fantastic. so it'll be back soon. Um, uh, so yeah, look for, look out for for Meg there. Yep. Uh, hey, what else also, you got going on? You can also find her. She her sketch team, uh, Tiny Arson, who are the, my favorite people in the world. They're wonderful people, and I still have to check those guys out. I they, want to. I've heard such good things. Yeah, they, they're a, a group of people who I knew a little bit and then spent a whole weekend with just them in like close quarters, and it couldn't have been better. They're, and you weren't bothered by that at all? They're, they're wonderful people. Because I see you, like your eyes roll over if you spend 15 minutes with me, and we do an hour-long yeah. podcast. This is, this is a means to an end. That was fun. Wait, do you... <laughs> yeah, you can catch them at Philly Improv Theater on April 9th and 10th, and then the following week, the 16th and 17th, that's when their next show will be. And you can also catch Meg... Doing stand-up pretty much every day. <laughs> she's, she's she's a grinder. She's gone a lot. You can catch her specifically. She's doing a weekend at Punchline with Polly Shore. Fuck you. Yeah, she's... Really? She's hosting for Polly Shore on the 10th and the 11th. God yeah. damn it. She's so much more successful and cool than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that weekend because... I mean, when he came through before, I was like, oh, fun. But now I'm like, I'm going to go see Polly Shore. Yeah. And watch my girlfriend host yeah. the show. That's oh, god damn it. Yeah, after that Why weekend, she get all the nice fucking things. Right after that weekend, my girlfriend will have met Polly Shore. <laughs> wow, we have to record more so we can find out. We'll have her back after this episode. Yeah, we'll have. We won't talk about. We'll talk about the feelings that she has about Polly Shore. I think it's a great Patreon episode. Yeah, that's. We do not have a Patreon. Don't go looking for it. <laughs> or keep asking for it. Give us money for it. Yeah, we'll give you Patreon if you give us money. That's fair. I'd like money. Anyway, here's the episode <laughs> with, with Meg Getz. Well, welcome to the show. We're so glad thank to have you, you here in yeah, your thank home. Thank you for, for staying I'm, home tonight. I'm, I'm in PJs right now. I feel pretty great. Yeah, we don't so, have a lot of things going on, so we appreciate you coming out. 
uh, supporting the live podcast not, scene. Making me hide in the room like last <laughs> time. <laughs> I make, I did we, oh, we did make you hide in the room she halfway through. You have been shooed away. Yes. Mm-hmm. You also have been specifically cut out of that episode because you weren't <laughs> talking into a microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted to hang out with you guys. Like, I, I realized I just wanted to go hang out with you guys, and then you wouldn't let me. So I Listen, you're always welcome to hang out until <laughs> me and him are either crying or talking about our suicide In attempts, the and then we can't hang out. Sorry. Wow. Sensitive boy time. You guys talk suicide attempts without We're, me? you know, we're listening to Elliot Smith. We're holding each other. It's yeah, a good you, time. You really wow. can't be here for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's so fair. I was going to interject that like this probably won't be an episode that leads to tears, but before we get to what we're talking about, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm okay. I had a really rough yesterday. Uh, because of the filming stuff? No, I was just exhausted. I mean, it was like a long weekend because I was at Helium, which is really fun. And oh, great. yeah. How are the shows at Helium? Uh, awesome. Yeah? They were really, really good. Uh yeah. I didn't expect to be able to. I saw four out of five shows this weekend. I love Best Selling. She's one of my yeah. favorites. She's yeah, great. me, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nice Anyways. to have access to someone who I like watching. In a similar <laughs> argument, me and my girlfriend just recently, she was talking about all her bridesmaids, and she like listed as like, if we had to, I would only need four. I would only need four. If I had to cut the list down to Ooh. only necessities, like these are my four best friends. Wow. And she, she doesn't w- cut it down to four so those other people know. I know, right? <laughs> They're going to hear this. But, but she was like, no, I think it was less than like bridesmaids down to four. She's like, I have four best friends. That is it. So are you feeling the pressure now? But no, and then the entire time I was like, I'm sleeping next to you right now. <laughs> I'm not one of your best friends. I'm not one of your best friends. She's like, that's not what I mean. I was like, you have so to get rid of one funny. of them. <laughs> I also want to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> I do feel like it's a very that's 2019 funny. thing to be a bridesmaid and also the groom in your <laughs> Yeah, that's called eloping. Um I'm good now. I was feeling very overwhelmed. I, yeah, I can imagine doing a bunch of shows and then going in to film the movie hours. for a whole day. A whole day And then just filming. not feeling like I did good. Like, I didn't feel good. Dan had to coax me out of the car. I was just sitting in the car. Yeah. I was like, leave me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not fucking leaving you. This get out ridiculous. of the car. This is ridiculous. Which... Parked next to a school. <laughs> Come on, anywhere else. Put it in front of someone's house. That's fine. We can have this fight now, but they're going to make fun of us. Those eight-year-olds are going to make fun of us. If you are here they're in the brutal. morning, they will know. They will remember you. Yeah. They have yeah. nothing else to remember in their lives yet. That lady who woke up in the car. Remember? They're going to be like in college. They've been lifelong friends the entire time. And then Billy will look at Steve and be like, hey. Remember that lady that refused, like, threw a hissy fit and went <laughs> out of her car? Yeah, man, I based my whole life on that moment. That was a loaded moment. You'd be like, we thought she was dead, but then she moved on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Remember yes. we were going to poke her with a stick? <laughs> we, we've been through some stuff, but we've yeah. never woken up in a car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. I'm, like, pretty happy. Dan helped me out yesterday. I don't know. You're just, you know when you're just fucking tired? Yeah. You're like, I'm fucking tired. Oh, and. I, I forgot. Celebrities get to go to the hospital for that. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I was having a meltdown. That's what it was. <laughs> I should have threw like an umbrella through a car or something. But Gotta like do that. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I was exhausted. I did everything that you did, but without having to work mm-hmm. during any of it. I was just there, and I was exhausted. <sighs> it was a lot. Mm. Just after like again, just after the helium weekend, it was just I didn't realize anticipate how much it was gonna be. Yeah, and I, I can imagine. I was just like fucking done. You know. I was mm-hmm. like, you can't, you can't, you know, just stretch yourself so thin like that. But you're back. You're here. I'm back. You're in, than ever. 
Yeah. You're at home base. Drinking some wine. Wine, this is baby. Relaxing. Not, not to speak for you, this is a very quick bounce back. For me? It, yeah. Like, usually it's such a high of like a weekend like that where the shows were great. I felt great. I was all, having all a the goddamn blast. That's the other thing, too. It's kind of a bummer when those weekends are over. Yeah. Like, it's basically what you do comedy for is that shit. It's when you realize, like, oh, I want to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those things. Yeah. I, I had do. that yesterday because apparently Satoya said I was doing good at Fergie's last <laughs> night. And I was like, <laughs> I can nice. make this a career now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that Satoya oh, blessing. I have his pin. I forgot I was wearing that. I didn't know Satoya had pins. Yeah, he made merch. Oh, good for him. All right. There you go. It looks like him. I dig it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of merch. You are. You, are, you seem like a merch guy. I, I mean, I have... Brooks pins. I have Che pins. Like, <laughs> I think I got into making records so that I could make merch. To go yeah. <laughs> that is exactly why I was a musician for ten years. Uh, from like fifteen to twenty-five, I was just like, I'm here for T-shirts, stickers, pins, and patches. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm more interested in seeing people wear stuff that I made mm-hmm. than I am people going like, Oh, that thing you made was cool. It's like, no, I just want to see you. I just do it. Let me watch you wear it. Like the Brooks. Let me watch you wear it everywhere. Yeah, Brooke like when, when John LaRun was wearing popular. the Brooke Tomlinson shirt, mm-hmm. I was like, this Wait, is Brooke, incredible. Brooke Tomlinson like, has merch? Dan made it. Homeboy don't even have merch. I, I mean, I can make you merch. Make me merch. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, it was before we met. I was going through and making logos for everybody. Oh, basically. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could show you like, mine. Yeah. I would absolutely mine do that. Bob's Burgers. Now, let me ask you something. Any of those logos make you distressed? And we're back in the episode. Oh, wow. What's up? I learned very well from Spin to Freaking Wheel, where I just have to, have to segue into, are you ready to spin? Your segues oh, that is great. are very, very impressive. Thank and you. I don't want to get too far away from it. Meg was showing off the Boz Burgers logo I made for it. Yeah, you can I'm also find train. it on my website, dannygets.com. But this isn't a place for plugs. You guys are going to have to wrangle plugs, me in plugs, this whole time. Plugs. Yeah, this isn't for plugs. This is for emotions. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the new T-shirt for <laughs> <laughs> feelings. Yeah. Actually, a really good tagline for you guys. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this isn't. I am keeping track feelings. of all of this. I'm going to make all of those t-shirts. I do, I do really <laughs> like out, that one. Look out for the feel feelings tea public page. They will all be. On there. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll we'll let we'll let you go into yours, and if we have time, we'll we'll discuss ones of our own. What yeah. is what is something that when you hear it, see it, experience it, makes you feel distressed? I have two. The first one, I feel like. Yeah. No, listen. What, what is what is the overwhelming one, and then we'll discuss no. the other one. Well, one at a time, though. One at a time. No, no, do them both at once. Try to talk simultaneously <laughs> two different sentences. Okay, so you tell, tell George one. one and tell me the other. <laughs> okay, I'm just say, you know, I just want to bring up Jojo Rabbit. I would have brought it up no matter what it was. But I, I was worried that we were going to do one that wouldn't bring up Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, so that's I want to talk about. That's that. my background <laughs> one, but that one fucking fucking devastated me but the actual that's what i've heard i haven't seen it because i don't watch movies anymore which is uh i was pissed (laughs) because i'm not that person i don't like going to stuff that makes me upset because i don't know yeah i i want it to be something that makes me feel better not worse like i'm already struggling that (laughs) makes sense you know (laughs) like i don't want something to make me feel things i'm already like drowning in feelings well welcome to feel feelings yeah (laughs) Yeah, you belong. Uh, I would never do this podcast. Um, But the thing that I think about when I think of like a distressed media, I am terrified of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I'm like very scared of it. And there was one season of American Horror Story that was like apocalypse or whatever. That was the Billy Eichner one, right? 
I guess so. Yeah, he was in that one. I think that was the first one he was in. Mm -hmm. But I think um, he's been in one since, yeah. I could only... I watched the first episode and cried like a goddamn baby because it was like in California and everyone was just living their lives and then they all get that text, like the nuclear bomb text. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, this isn't real and they're like trying to live their lives. Like how we had it a couple months ago. Yeah, Hawaii or Yeah, right. And then it slowly starts becoming like a realization that this is happening and then there's like hysteria and people going crazy and families trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do and... Like, because of the show, of course, like, kids are being taken from their families because they're, like, special, so they're saving them for some reason. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, that added drama of, like, leaving your everybody behind. Like, there was literally one scene where, like, a kid's opening his, like, college, like, he got into the college he wanted to, and he's telling his parents, and then the, this, these suits come in and just pull him away, and he knows they're all going to, like, die in this new, like, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to go. He's like, don't take me. And then, like, the last scene in that episode is, like, this, like, rich lady. Like, she just bailed on her boyfriend or whatever. Like, people people are bailing on people they love. And, like, you see their, them flying away and just, like, the bomb just hitting. And all those people you saw, like, are just dead now. Yeah. That's, I feel like, A, I'm with you 110% on that. Uh, I can't watch anything that, like... I think that's why I stopped watching movies because I can't do anything that distresses me too much. I can't do like, it. Um, Especially in an era like this now, a lot of things seem to be going too real. towards yeah. apocalypse. Yeah. That's like, the thing. That's, that's been a thing for... Apparently there's different uh, um, like themes within movies that correspond with like the sci-fi genre corresponded with the Cold War. Uh, after they brought, dropped the atomic bombs, Godzilla became a giant thing. Uh, literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, but like these themes in movies that reflect actual life and history during those times, this time that we are living in right now is all about zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. and apocalypse in general. Like any sort of post-apocalyptic you know, world like an is... Or yeah, like nuclear war or something. Just something that devastates everybody. And I think that's after 9-11 is when that started to come to... I I say it mostly jokingly, but... As like a real observation for most Marvel, good movies. sentence to say after I said nine eleven. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing because like it, I don't want to put that much weight on like a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. but so many Marvel movies end with like a death from above scene. Yeah, which could only be that. Like it wouldn't like there would be so many other ways, but like they all end with like like the one has like a whole like city is just like crushed from above and like. Everything just comes from above. Aliens yeah. attack the city. The city is raised up and dropped. Like. And there's another thing. I uh, I just f- watched Endgame. I have not been able to see. I haven't been able to see Endgame. Ugly cried through that movie. That's fair. I actually fast forward through the scenes I knew were I was gonna you, cry you through. To, you got to. I was in a theater. Yeah, I could, yeah. See, that's why I don't go to movies. Uh, yeah, see, I, I can. I learn and then I prepare and then I watch on my own damn time. Uh, but when the final battle begins, anytime it came up in the uh, trailer. Or, or anything, or a preview of some sort, I always thought that, okay, they go to another world. Like, they go to the world that they fight on in the first movie. Oh. It's not just, spoiler alert, even though the movie's been out for a year and yeah, change. the biggest movie in the history yeah, yeah. of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not just the old Avengers building that's just been, like, bombed to shit. I just yeah. thought, like, oh, they terraformed the world yeah. or something. Or, and, like, they show it. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, so, okay, so as someone who hasn't seen the movie, so I think I'm glad to be this voice for you dicks that are ruining it for everyone. You have Disney Plus. So you can. Kidding. It's there. <laughs> yeah. You've I'm had it for a couple joke, days. But none of you guys laugh, so now. But you have to finish the mad. sentence. <laughs> um, 
I didn't know that that the world is just destroyed in this one. Not the world. In the end game. It's the it's the Avengers building. So distress from the apocalypse. When was the first time (laughs) that you? What was like the first uh, piece of media? Was it specifically like American Horror Story that you watched and you were like, "Oh, this is a real fear of mine now." No, and that's why American Horror Story surprised me so much because Mm -hmm. I didn't know the theme, which is dumb. It's named. American Horror Story Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I thought so. I don't know them well enough. Maybe but I think it so. is. I don't know. I don't follow them, it but I have me. ants, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you. Fuck you. No, I have one hand that's like, do you watch Walking Dead? You're spooky. You no, have I tattoos. Watch, <laughs> I watch, yeah, but you are very spooky. I get it. Thank you. Um, uh, but no, she tries to get me to watch Walking Dead, uh, Vikings, and American Horror Story. Week. Almost the first every season of American Horror Story. I've watched that one because I was in college, Amazing. and that was like, oh, cool, let's watch that. All the other ones are fine. Garbage. I liked Asylum. Oh, I hated Asylum. I've never watched any of them. Um, but I watched the one after Apocalypse, and then you gave up on it, and I was like, thank God. Yeah, because Apocalypse <laughs> was horrifying. I watched the first episode mm-hmm. of that, and then I tried to watch the one after it, which was also very political. It was mm. about Trump and yeah, fear yeah. and, like, fucking I can't. You know, like, I can clowns. do American Horror Story when it's ghosts. I yeah. fucking, I fuck with ghosts. I fuck with witches. I don't fuck At real with chills. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plug time, boys. Uh, no, but I just don't fuck with, like, when when, pe- when you make a scary movie that's like, oh, this could actually happen. Yeah. Because that's the exact opposite of what I want. I, don't I think see the th- that. So what you're telling me is the thing that distresses you most is reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you guys, this is awful. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's like worst case scenarios. And I think that's, that's a big fair. problem with my whole life is like mm. I worst case scenario everything to the point where it's like. Yeah, it's no longer devil's advocate. It's, it's just. It's, my whole life is just like, but what if this happens? What if mm-hmm. happens? What if this happens? And we wanted to move to L.A., which might which- have. Has Kick- seemed way more devastating in the time since we decided not to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which like kind of kickstarted it because I, I'm an asshole and I like do like I look this shit up when I'm nervous and I found out that like, our defense system for like if a nuclear bomb actually came here is we try to shoot it out of the sky with our own missiles, which isn't very accurate, mm-hmm. and it's almost completely inaccurate in Alaska and California. Where the most people live, at least in <laughs> California. Which is yeah. why. When I watched American Horror Story, which took place in Los Angeles. There was actually a science that backed that. It, yeah, it just like, well, which they did on, obviously they mm-hmm. did on. I mean, it would be hard anywhere. That's the scary thing. Is yeah. It would be hard anywhere. But it's almost impossible in Alaska and California. And I want to live there. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, fuck, I'm so scared. Like, it's, I know, it's like I mean, dumb fear. here's the silver lining in that. In the way the technology is advancing while the entertainment industry is based in California, anyone can be an entertainer yeah. with a successful career with a webcam or a microphone. So you can do it in Oklahoma where no one's going to bomb yeah. shit because yeah. it's Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. That well, would be nice. That's a little silver lining. Less traffic, too. Less I traffic. Love, I would love to do that. I would love to be... I always tell Dan, like, the... I'm not a, I like being near a city, but I don't like being in a city. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to be, like, outside of the city where I can park and live my life and there's not people everywhere. And But with comedy, you don't really have that luxury. Like, yeah. you kind of need to as be someone, in cities. As someone that came from a small city scene that came to a big city yeah. scene, it's miles different. Yeah. Where oh, there yeah. are far more opportunities. Uh, there's segments and fractions of different people. 
that have different kind of good wheelhouses. There's yeah. sketch people, there's stand-up people, there's podcasters, and they all intermingle and they all have through lines and stuff. In North Carolina, where I started, it was 14 people, and we're good with that. There's yeah. not, there's not yeah. enough people in the city to see us all anyway, so yeah. don't bother with it. And while it's like, okay, that's fun if you're friends with those people, but if they're really not taking applications to be in their comedy they want, scene, yeah. they don't then... Want it's a you're not going to get booked at all you're not going to get any momentum at all and it's a drag to even show up to right. the party you know it's really complicated because i like the city i don't want to live i don't want to be back home yeah like and you live sticks yeah like there's nothing there like philly is really fun i don't want to come off like negative like there's so much positive to living here but mm -hmm. i think there's so much fear for me like even when planes land i'm just like did I you think, hear that plane yesterday? Yeah, the jet. Because we hear all, oh, yeah. we live right I, by. I checked the to make sure like the game was starting around that time. Because again, I feel like a lot of comedians uh, have this overactive have anxiety fear, thing. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that plane was too low. What's it hitting? Where am I? How yeah. do I get out of the city now? Exactly. And that's the, that is the stuff. Like even New York. Like I think about living in New York, and my now you're all just gonna hear on how insane I am. My crazy brain does not want to live on an island. No, that I makes sense. Don't want but that's to why, get this, island. you live in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's the move. <laughs> that's that's why the move. They shot that movie about shutting down the bridges in Manhattan in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we want to move on to either our stuff or the other topic? Let, let's run through ours real quick. Okay. Because we, we've been on distress for a long time. So we'll, we'll hit it and we'll. Get in, quit get it. <laughs> Hit it and quit it. Anyway. Ba -ba. <laughs> Most of my 20s. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. George, <laughs> something that, that brings you distress. So, a uh, very specific story, but also a movie. Uh, there is a movie called The Interpreter with Sean Penn and Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in that movie, I, I've, I don't watch it anymore, but I was, I was staying at my mom's place in North Carolina. This is back when I smoked marijuana. Um, oh, good. And I was I was smoking the marijuana, and I was watching this movie. I was like flipping through channels. I was trying to find cartoons or X Files or something. For some reason, X Files calms me down, even though it's a terrifying show. <laughs> um, yeah. But that came on, and it's a scene where Nicole Kidman is on a bus, public bus, and the terrorists are on the bus, and they're yeah. like, "Yo, this bomb is on the bus. There's nothing you can do to stop it." And uh, what they don't realize is that there's an undercover cop in the back that's been put on the bus to, to protect Nicole Kidman uh, in case there is a bomb on the bus. Because oh. she's the only one who knows, right? Yeah. Because she can only understand them, right? Yeah. She's the interpreter. Yeah. He gets the title. Bum, bum. Uh, and then there's this gut-wrenching scene where Nicole Kidman gets ushered off the bus with the terrorists Sean Penn realizes the bomb's on the bus. You got to get off the bus. You got to get everyone off that bus. And it's hype and it's building and building and building and building. And the cop on the bus that's undercover is like looking around. He's like, we got to stop this bus. So, sir. And then the bus blows up. Oh. And then it no. cuts to me on my mom's couch. You're like, Are you crying? Are you crying? Oh, and I just went outside and smoked a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like, that's the most distressed sucks. I've ever been in my life. Just because I hyperventilated over a Nicole Kidman film. <laughs> a Nicole Kidman vehicle. And not Good Paddington. For you. And it wasn't Paddington at all. 
Mm, that's, so they all died? Everyone, I, but there's just, the aftermath is just Sean Penn going like, we could have gotten them out. Blah, 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 and there's just this bombed out bus behind them while it's happening. But I think the buildup somehow locked into the emotions of the guy on the bus, the, like the back of the bus, realizes, the undercover cop that yeah. knows what's going to happen. No one else on the bus knows what's going to happen. That sucks. And he realizes that there's nothing he can do and then just... And that's the most distressed I've ever been in my life. All he did was show up to work. Yeah, all he did. Like, he's big, doing his job. Big mistake. Like, I, I have out. seen that movie. That's why I call out of work all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for that movie. And like, as soon as you started, oh, like the scene on the bus, I was like, oh shit, I remember that scene. Yeah, I feel like I've seen now. that. But like, it's an intense scene. Or maybe it was just because I was high. That's the thing I don't know, but I, it mm. got me so uh, flustered and like agitated and distressed uh, that... I won't watch that movie. Because it sort of gives you hope. When he starts to get up, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. There's hope. Well, that's that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if he never got up and it just exploded, there wouldn't be that. Mm-hmm. And, like, not to spoil stuff, but the, the Jojo Rabbit one. I fucking hated where it. It is that, that feeling of, like, oh, things are turning. Because, like, the, the one scene, I'm not going to say what it is. I'm, I'm already <laughs> tearing up. Just thinking about it. You can't cry every episode, Dan. No, but I'm not going to do it this time. (laughs) I don't have to read lyrics. But there's a scene where, like, you can can see that the Nazi regime is crumbling. It's Mm -hmm. all falling apart. It's very, like, visually crumbling. Okay. And you're like, oh, this is going to turn. They're going to make it through this. Because, like, the whole time it's set at the end of the war. So, like, Mm -hmm. you, you, you know you're pretty much at that time. So, like, it could go super positive. Mm hmm. And, like, it's a comedy. Yeah, that's it the thing. It seems to be built a lot as a comedy, but now it's it's, it's hilarious. Okay, it's until the last hilarious. ten minutes. But there are there's a lot of very like funny moments that the second thought about them are like upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you watch it and you're like, oh, that guy just did that. That's so funny. Oh, that guy just did that because he, yeah. he knows what's coming. But like there there's that that same scene where like. You see it, it's building, everything's kind of taking a turn, and then it's just, like, pulled away from you. Mm. So it's, like, that vacuum that creates, like, that distressful feeling of, like... Yeah. So, like, oh, no, it's 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 going. Everything's moving in this in this direction. And it's just, like, that's how quickly life moves in real life. It's, like, yeah. all this stuff is working out. This is yeah, great. it's oh great, God, it's great, it's great, until it's up, not. And then it just pulls until away. Until it's not. I definitely want to see this movie. It seems really cool. Yeah, there, it's, there's a couple gut punch moments in it but like mm-hmm. it's very funny that is crazy dan is a very deep he's deep boy intimate with movies person and i don't feel the same way that <laughs> i you viewed it as just i thought this guy i thought the director can you say his name taiko waititi taiko waititi because i was gonna fuck it up if you didn't say it first that's fair i thought he was like i'm gonna make this funny it's going to be real. It's still going to be war. Yeah. But I'm going to make this funny. Yeah, let's make and the you Nazi know what party he did? funny. He made it sort of funny, and then he fucking ripped your heart out. <laughs> he fucking made you cry because it's still just a Nazi movie. It's. I was like, I could have just watched Schindler's List. Yeah. It was the same. This is it a, was exactly a similar same. thing when people were saying you couldn't make uh, the Manson murders funny with Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood, I, seen, I didn't see I, it. Uh, my mom saw it, and she told me everything because this is how I watch movies oh. now. <laughs> is my mom goes to see them, and nice. then I know the opposite of everyone's parents. Exactly, <laughs> uh, but the way they did it worked really well for how it worked. But they basically the entire time they're setting this whole thing up, 
you're seeing Sharon Tate, you're seeing Roman Polanski around Hollywood, and yeah. and the entire time you're just thinking, how are they gonna pull this? They can't pull this off. This doesn't make sense. Like they can't make this funny. This can't be the Tarantino entertaining of blood and guts and laughing. How are they gonna do this? They do wind up doing it. So is but, it that same like over the top like Inglorious Bastards was of like. Yes. Alternate universe kind of. Yes. This isn't really what happened, but mm-hmm. okay. Basically that exact thing. Uh, I, I thought he did a good job of not making like, light. a specific moment funny mm-hmm. in Inglorious Bastards, but like the idea itself was funny to think about yeah. and presented well. So like, oh, this is kind of. Amazing. And that's exactly what this is okay. in a way. Uh, but also that almost entertaining way is hyperviolence. You know, oh, okay. which is kind of always my thing. Yeah. Also, it does lead me to my distress. Oh, let's talk about it. So the the first and like once I had the thought, I couldn't get past it. Was hostile. Oh, I almost said this one. I cried like a fucking idiot when I watched that the, movie. The specific scene that comes to mind, I don't remember if it's hostile or hostile too. But I have seen both of them. I want to know <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of. So I let's see. hated. Let's see. But it's when. Like they're like tied up or whatever, and the rich dude comes in and he's just like gleefully about to torture them. Mm. And like it's not like the guy who captured them or it's not uh. any of that. He's just like the guy who paid for the experience and he just wants the experience of torturing people in a Eastern European people, country. Yeah. 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 And like that whole scene, even through like when they get out of it, which I don't remember all the details, but like I remember they get out of it and that guy ends up getting tortured. But like none of that felt good. Yeah. Where it's like even when the guy that you want to get ruined gets ruined, you're just like, no, I don't. I don't I want any of this. I didn't this. ask for any of this. Yeah. I Is cried it? so hard at that movie that the boyfriend at the time, because this was high school, had to remind me that they're just actors and they got paid a lot of money for it. And I was still just like, a blubbering mess. Well, that's like, I remember what were you going to say, Josh? No, I was going to say, it, like, is that, do you think the distress comes from the fact that he is so giddy and so excited? I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think it's because it's that, that nihilist feel of just like, no, sometimes shit happens. I'm going to be the one to do it this time. Yeah. Like, I'm in control for the first time. Yeah. And the fact that I think all our, all our um, distressing things that we've talked about have been like based in reality, you know, like anyone can pay oh, yeah. a decent amount of money and hurt something or someone. Anybody can uh, like have a situation where like this seems real. This it's the reality of a situation, yeah. even if it is as slim a chance as you. Someone is paying someone else to torture uh, tourists in Eastern Europe, or that you know the bombs are going to fall because of a tweet yeah. or something like. It's all based in a thing where it's, it's like you can see the stepping stones to get there. That there's something legitimate to it. Like mm-hmm. it's not like like I love the grudge movies, but like I don't find them distressful at all because it's like it's supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Like even like believing in ghosts, I don't believe ghosts are gonna come through and just like touch you and come out of the back of your head and shit like that. So I can just watch those and be entertained. But like, yeah. But like anytime you take away that supernatural feeling, like. Even like Godzilla depresses me to some level because like what you were saying before, how it's like the direct correlation. Mm-hmm. So like I watch that and then like you stop and like I I watch Godzilla all the time. It's on the FX app. I can just watch whatever. <laughs> Godzilla. I love Godzilla, but then if you stop and think about it, you're like, 
No, this is them finding something fun about a devastation that they all experienced. But, like, it's still, like, one step removed enough that you're like, oh, this is weird. You can kind of forget like, about it. As soon as you yeah. take yeah, away you feel any of that it. element, and it's just like, oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> you made it. You made the steps to that path a little too easy to get to. Yeah. The seven degrees of Kevin Bacon yeah, is, yeah. Of is in two steps, you know? Yeah. It's like so, ma- so many horror movies, and especially ghost movies, are more like the lingering thoughts you have after something you did, not an actual ghost. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the scene in Halloween where... Uh, the 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 figure Michael Myers, uh, famed comedian Mike Myers, stabs <laughs> the guy, uh, and like like lifts him up a foot off the ground and through a wall, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. just staying there. That scene is distressing and unsettling because there's no blood, and he does the little head tilt at the end. He's yeah. just looking at it like a child would, and that is one of the greatest scenes in horror ever because of just how off it is. Yeah, and you know, that's what defined it. You know, it makes me think of I hated the King Kong Monster Island because there was oh, one Skull scene Island, yeah. where there's a giant ant just living his life. He's mm-hmm. not trying to hurt anybody, and he steps through a human. <laughs> he steps through a guy. Don't it's, laugh; it's really scary. It's, <laughs> it is one of those horrifying. And here's the thing: yeah. here's the thing that sucks about it is he's still alive. Like he's like twitching mm. and stuff, and this leg is just through him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't it's, die until the ant like lifts. Yeah. It's the realness no, this, of that. This is a weird way to, to ask the question, I think. But do you have, you ever, you have any bamboo experience? I do have some bamboo <laughs> experience. You know how sharp and hard bamboo is? Yes. The, the premise of this scene is they're walking through a bamboo forest. And it's like, like a I giant do remember. I saw this movie. <laughs> you know, like, I fucking hate this His legs scene. are bamboo. Yeah. So like they don't realize that they're walking amongst a spider. Yeah. And the spider just comes straight down through the dude. And it's not like... Oh, what's that? He noise? wasn't trying to and hurt it, a spider. Yeah. The spider wasn't trying to spider hurt anybody. Was just walking, going about his day. But how often do we dude. do that in our daily lives? It's we not don't real. Lo- we I don't know. look down at our ground and be like, "Oh, there's an ant." I mean, maybe every once in a while. Oh, yeah. But we've stepped on ants without realizing it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that is just a scene flipped on its head. That ant or spider had no clue. And it's the the sudden nature of it. Yeah, uh, I think that's like the the apocalypse stuff and like everything else. Where like it's sudden that, and it's that real feeling of like. The, the bottom just being pulled out and from just under knowing you. that like like at least in like the, that something that's that gruesome or like knowing that a bomb is coming or whatever is like the realization that this is happening to you and that there's nothing you can do about it yeah like with that guy he knew if this movie was real it's not real but like he was alive he knew yeah he had a time he had like at least a minute to think about what the fuck was happening but I think it's the the moment before that is the distressful <laughs> one Here's, I mean, it's a similar distressing scene, but at the same time, it brings me comfort. Did you ever see The Grey? No, no that's the wolf one. That's that the wolf one. It was Liam Neeson fights wolves. Or as nice. I understand it, the one that was sold as the wolf one, but isn't really a wolf one. It's technically a wolf one, but it's more like Donner Party meets the wolves. Basically, Ooh. plane crashes. Uh, they are being stalked by a pack of wolves. Liam Neeson knows how to avoid it or like knows how to survive in the wilderness. So he is trying to help these people. But one by one, each one is picked off either by the elements, the wolves or each other. Um, but there is a scene where right when the plane crashes, where this guy's like femoral artery is cut. Liam, they're like, we need to help him. We need to help him. Like, let's get him out of here. There's got to be something we can do. And Liam Neeson very neatly just like leans down and is like, look. You're gonna die. Oh, that's yeah. the thing. 
doing it. Yeah. And it just like. George um, just looked into my eyes and I was like, I fucking like, hate this. What I need you to do is just breathe. Just breathe oh, and relax. Man. And it's, it's it, oh, what's the other movie where they do something like that? Uh, There's a ton. There's Drive. A ton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, uh, uh, oh, the fish from Finding Nemo uh, cuts open Hal from Malcolm in the Middle's arm. Um, really? On, on accident yeah, or on purpose? No, he's like Albert he's Brooks. like a mob boss. Albert Brooks and uh, is a mob boss, and uh, 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 Brian Cranston, some sort of like low level uh, enforcer, thug kind of okay. mechanic guy. And he fucks up, and he knows that it's coming, but he doesn't know when. And Albert Brooks just takes his arm, takes out I think like a box cutter or something, and just cuts down his oh. arm. But very calmly, he yeah. holds it, and he's just holding his arm like that really tightly, and goes, "It's okay. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's okay." And then he just falls to the ground. Awful. It's that. It's that real. It was like, it's happening and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, I feel bad. Let's, can we? Two of the funniest actors I've ever seen. Ever. Marlon from Finding Nemo. Okay. Well, now I'm upset. Yeah, we're back from our. Welcome to my podcast. You're not Okay. No. What's happening? Welcome. When did it's this my happen? Time now. I didn't realize coups could be this quick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about your fears, Let's boys. Talk about <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like this is legitimately good. <laughs> <laughs> Look what th- you made me do. <laughs> I want to talk about me. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like if Meg re- like re- reversed the show and was like, now we're going to talk about all the things that make you angry or mad or distressed or something, we, she's so much of an empath that she would just take on those things. Be yeah. like, yeah. I hate that too. We all oh, need to go. No. <laughs> That's what was happening last time. I felt you guys getting upset. And then I was like, ah. <laughs> That's what happened to my insides for a second. Not speaking of things that suck. What's something that makes you excited? Yes. All right. What makes you excited? Uh, I do feel like you'll make fun of me for this, but uh, I really love the song Like a G6 by <laughs> Far East Movement. Shut up! <laughs> you can't oh, even man. let me say it. <laughs> I'm just having let's, flashbacks. Let's, let's, get it, let's get it clean. What was that one more time? Like a G6 by Far East Movement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, it, it does feel silly, but I, I've seen you hear this song. And it's 100% He's, he's legit. watched you listen to it this song. It means everything to me. I feel it like we could put in a playlist, have that song in the middle of the playlist. We just watch you watch it. You're like, okay, this is weird, but I'm used to, okay, being watched. And then that song comes on and just your whole demeanor not. changes. I can't not. I was tell- I, I'm sad that getting Slizzard didn't pick up. I so wait, Slizzers. we were talking about this briefly. Slizzard is a thing? A slizzard is a verb. Is a verb. A sliz. Is a thing. I don't like it. It sounds. It sounds like a woman's <laughs> vagina. I don't like there, it. There are definite do, reasons no, why it did not catch on. It. it sounds like um, a Cockney boy who doesn't know how to have sex. He's like, "Oi, mate, you gotta get that sliz, bruv." It's good. It's good if weird, you weird rhyming slang. Yeah. <laughs> it's good if you don't want to boof stuff. I think. What? What's what? that word now? What? You don't know boofing it. Never. What? Mind. We're not talking about Is, it. I thought a boofer. Was when you put a dryer lint in, or like a dryer sheet yeah. in between a and a, mm-hmm. like a toilet paper roll, and it makes the smell of weed yeah, not you, smell you like your weed. smells. Yeah. yeah, boofer. Anyway, so a slit. No, no, talk to me about <laughs> your fucking own urban dictionary you're making up. I'm pretty sure isn't a boof when you uh, you chug beer in your butt, like you put like. Oh, she yeah, has a point. I think that is a thing. That yeah. could be it. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to make it. This joke. podcast sponsored by Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, so Sliz, it just looks like a martini glass, like that little triangle. Okay. And then the little end is connected to a straw. So it's like, it doesn't, it's like all connected. And what happens is your friend pours a bunch of liquor in there. And then when you say one, two, three, go, you start sucking in the, you start sucking in the liquor and they're also pouring, they're now pouring chaser. Oh, okay. So it's like a, kind of like a shot chaser situation. Yeah, it's a, it's a beer bong for a mixed drink. Yeah. All right. It's very fun. I did not know that. I just thought it was poor rhyming skis. Get in slizzard. No, it's real. I (laughs) I googled it. (laughs) I thought it was just like a getting fucked up verb. Yeah. But then she's like, no, I have the thing. You guys want to see Okay, I guess we're trying that thing. This is our new fun game. Does this make me fun? (laughs) (laughs) You guys like me now, right? (laughs) Listen. Listen. I always love Manny McClendon's slide. I'm just like, I'm not drunk. You're drunk. Are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> Getting slizzard is really the easiest way to die. It reminds me of um, my first weekend at Penn State. We went to this apartment party. The song or the slizzard? The slizzard, because we had a slizzard. But this um, older guy comes over, and he brings a handle of Burnett's, and he gives it to six young little girls, and he says, you're Penn Staters now. Finish it. I've seen this porno. Where does this end? Is it <laughs> we didn't finish it. We slizzed a lot, but we uh, we left that. But I'm just saying, like, it was like, holy shit, we're so here So what, you're now. like Penn State Nittany? <laughs> yeah. No, but like, like I'm, a G6. I'm in Abington. It just reminds me of being like, holy fuck, like, welcome mm-hmm. to this shit. This okay. crazy And that was show. like, the, and I feel like. Because we're very similar age. When you're young, yeah, it's, it's like this is the soundtrack of it. Like you can see the teen movie play out. Yeah, where it's like this is yours now. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it was that's the first scene, and then the rest is just like ripping shit off walls and yeah. falling all over. And people it was and then waking uh, up in a hangar someone, someone now. going, I, I love you. Yeah. I love you no, more. You're the best. You're the best. Fuck you, bitch. And it just cuts. That's a hard cut. Yeah. You guys just sound mad because you didn't get the slits. That's what this is. I, I, I played gin now. bucket, all right? Gin bucket's great. It's when you fill a bucket full of gin that and you have sad. at it. That sounds... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing how just adding another noun to it makes it feel like not just drinking gin. Yeah. <laughs> they called it a game. <laughs> how do you win? You drink the bucket. Yeah, I don't understand. The bottom. <laughs> That's like our uh, macho mug. Have you ever played macho mug? No. So we have this huge mug full of mixed drink, and we're all in a circle. Well, when you say our, who is our? Like a party. It, it, we. I was in this group. The collective. The queens. The, the queens. We. <laughs> I think it might be in my friend's thing. Okay. I'm not sure, but we would all just stand in a circle and be like, "Macho, macho mug." <laughs> Dan is gonna finish the macho mug, and then you would try to finish it, but you wouldn't because it's way too full. And then you'd pass it to George, and then we'd be like, "Macho, macho mug." <laughs> George is gonna finish the macho mug, and we just keep passing it until someone actually finishes it. We'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" And we'd fill it up and we'd Did- do it again. There's a very similar game that okay, so all my drinking games are from and this got cut off because our thing that but I I was never on the ultimate frisbee team, but I hung out with all the ultimate oh, frisbee God, team kids. So how many frisbees have you drank out of? <laughs> Several. Oh. But there was two games. One was gin bucket. Yep. And one of the other games was called Big Container. Yep, it's And the it's same. the same game yep, where you just go, who's going to drink from the big container? Who's going to drink? And then you just, Dan's going to drink from the big container. Drink, 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 drink. I'm like getting <laughs> so hyped. Like, I'm not even playing the game. And I'm like dancing like, Dan's going to drink. Dan's going to drink. Is there an order to it? Or no. is it just like you call out a name and Basically, they have to play? Basically, there is like a couple leaders 
of it where they will all collectively hold the big container because sometimes the container it's requires. Big, it's a big container. Yeah, it's, big, it's okay. a big container. It's a tote thing that you oh. put winter clothes in. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, so it's like you do that and there would just be three and then every once in a while, like you would do it usually like you would be heading towards someone like you had an idea of who would drink would from the big it. container. But yeah. then sometimes you would head towards something but you knew that like Jeff was behind you. And, you and you'd be like... Who's gonna drink? Is Jeff gonna drink in the <laughs> big like kitchen? They surprise him. Yeah, they just like throw it out. And sometimes <laughs> Jeff just drank, you know? That's so funny. But we hated Jeff, so. Yeah. <laughs> so we fucked him. Up. My uncle was telling me about when he would have house parties that I wanna try so bad, where every new person comes into the house to get a number and you have to drink in order. So there's just a person who's in charge pouring a shot of beer and you have to be paying attention to who's drinking. And you have like two minutes or whatever I hate to this get game. to where he is and <laughs> drink it. It is very stressful, yeah. Or when like you have to drink whatever. But like it's just a, like every new person is added. So like, oh, you just showed up. There's 39 people here. You're 40. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if we're on 40, they'll call out 40 and you just have to hope you hear it. Yeah. And like if you're not close enough, you get fucked. They'll find you. You have to drink. One of my favorite drinking games, and it's even fun when you're not drinking. We're going to play right now. Okay. okay. This is the, what's this is what this episode is devolved into. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm this game. No, no, this game is much like uh, Fly Like a G6, as in it's rad. Uh, <laughs> so That's so exciting. It's the best game. All you have to do is count. Okay. You can't make a pattern. You can't make eye contact and like play the game where it's like, oh, we're me and you are allies, so we're gonna go back and forth. So all I'll say is one. Then I have to say two. Whoever wants to say two. Okay. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> now we have to drink. I hate Got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for like what the rule. <laughs> That's the whole game. It's the simplest game and it gets you hammered because the more you drink, the less the you're paying attention. And so you get to like, one and everyone has to drink because both people said one at the same time. Basically, it devolves into yelling, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a G six. Like it was my sister's ringtone for me for like the longest time. I just like <laughs> did ringtones ruin it at all? Or are you still excited? I fucking love okay. it. I I know it. I don't. <laughs> you were calling her when you're right next door just to hear it. Again. I was excited. I if it was still that now, I would still be excited about it. ringtones. Usually ruin songs. Yours hype. You wake up, you're ready to go. You're guzzling it the just beers. Re- well, it's not even like a... Ch- it was like freshman year, first semester of college was just like... I came from like a very sheltered home. And it was like... And Penn State is so huge. It is so big. No one gives a fuck where... Even my teachers did not know who I was my freshman year of college. Wow. And I was just like, I'm freer than I've ever been in my whole fucking life. So it just reminds me of like that freedom and just like... Like, you know, getting ready to do shit and, like... So that, that was going to be my question. That kind of leads to it. I feel like I know the answer, but is it a song that when it comes on when you're out, do you even notice it? Or is oh. it only a song that, like, when you're getting ready, you're like, this is the song? Oh, no. I am hype as hell when it comes on. But it doesn't. People don't really bring this, this song up as much as I feel like it I mean, should. It was huge. And, like, I didn't listen to that kind of music at that point, and I knew it. Ugh. I could yeah. listen to it forever. It was like the solid power hour jam while I was yeah. in college. It was so when did you go to college? Uh, 2010 to 2010. Yeah, we're the same age. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that song I was, was just like... 
If I hear it now. Yeah, lots of people go to college for seven years, Dan. Um, yeah, literally. They're called exactly doctors. Right <laughs> <laughs> From Tommy Boy. I only went to college for six of those seven years. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, sometimes I do feel like ashamed or like embarrassed because like I know like there's like this trope of like the drunk idiot girl. And mm-hmm. like sometimes I definitely was that person, but like it's also just fun. We're all the worst Never versions of ourselves in college. <laughs> but it's also fun to like just like be learning, you know, yeah. like all of my friends, like we all have different stories. Of it's like so interesting that you actually were excited about learning in college. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so excited yeah, by the secondary. thought of it now. <laughs> like I, I went, I went back to like when I went to Temple, I was older, but I realized like my friend just turned 30 from Temple the other day, and I was mm-hmm. like, I wasn't that much older than. Yeah. I was only two years older than him, but like I just felt it. <laughs> like I, I was there, like and I was also commuting. So I was like, I'm just here to learn. Guys, yeah. Like, so the, the fact that I have there is nothing worse than going to college just to learn. Like, yeah, the only reason you are, so you're boring. going to campus is to like, all right, like this place is yeah. hell. In that case, it is hell. Yeah. You have no friends that you can just like randomly show up and hang out on their couch. And then all of a sudden, you live there. Yeah. And the uh, the age difference when I was there, I guess, was enough that like I could go drink, mm-hmm. but the people I was friends with couldn't. Couldn't. Yet. Yeah. That sucks. That's never like, fun. By, by the last year, it was fine. We were all going out, but like. That was kind of like, years, yeah. Like, what am I gonna do with that? That was kind of with me too, because I was like, I, I, I turned twenty one late in like the group in that year. Yeah. So, because uh, they started school early on Long Island, uh, or later on Long Island, I forget how it worked. But, um, I'm like the last one to turn twenty one of all my friends. Okay. Uh, and because of that, basically everyone goes out, everyone goes hang out and stuff, and then I'm just at the dorm room writing papers and shit because yeah. that's nothing I can do. I can have a beer by myself. That seems depressing. Now I drink by myself all the time. And yeah, it's even great. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, even in college, you're like, this doesn't seem like the right way to do this. Yeah, this yeah. I want to drink all the time, but now it doesn't feel like the time. Mm, I need to study. Just Ugh. kidding. I never study. I never studied a single thing yeah. <laughs> in, in my entire I I don't know if I've, career. I don't know if I've studied once. told this story on the podcast yet, but I... Uh, I had to take one last class. I had to stay an extra semester, and uh, I just did not attend it. I had a job really? on campus. I had things I was doing musically, so I was like, I don't care. Um, and it was like a math class, and I missed the midterm. I showed up for the final drunk and then just like wrote down the answers that I could kind of figure out, turned it in, emailed him, and went, listen, this is the last class I have to take. If you can find it in your heart <laughs> to pass me. And he was like, listen, you're a senior. You don't want to be here. I don't want you here. I'll pass you. I'll work some numbers up. They're very severe numbers, but uh, I lo- basically it was like, I like your spunk of just calling yourself out. Uh, I, I feel like I got away with that yeah. my whole career. At the very end of the email, he wrote, just so you know, you got a 22 on the final. Oh, <laughs> shit. He was like, make sure that you know that you are bad. Damn. That's wow. Crazy. Like, I, I went to three schools. That's one a lot of, of schools. I went to one. I technically went to two because I had community college. Yeah, I did. I did the year of community college in between. Which? What are you smiling at? I went to one. You I'm went to perfect. one school and made it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, went to yeah. Penn State. That barely counts. What? <laughs> Main <laughs> campus, baby. Yeah. The business program. It, it barely <laughs> counts as a D one school. It's the biggest in the state. <laughs> <laughs> guys, yeah. Just tell, call me when you go to Ramapo College of New Jersey, <laughs> home of famed alumni Grace Helbig and the Front Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good. One. Yeah, those are the only two we have. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Mine is. Oh, and Tynus Andronicus. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, my, mine is, I don't know if anybody famous ever went there. And then my other one is Cosby. There you go, Cosby. <laughs> Yay. 
That's kind of sucked. Although there's like Bob no Saget comment. and stuff. Like, there's a lot of temple people. But, eh, but Cosby. Like Tim uh, and Eric are temple people. Are they Philly temple people? Yep. Uh, I don't know that. They're uh, temple film students. Hollow Notes. Are temple people? Yep. I know they're Philly people. And they're making my dreams come true. So, G6, fly like a G6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We veered off a very strong tangent there. I felt it. I felt the the, ra- the river taking us down to the waterfall. So, do you think it's the nostalgia that makes it still effective today as a song that gets you excited? Yeah, but it's weird because I still don't get sad. Like, sometimes I'll, like, listen or watch stuff from that time and feel sad because I'm not there anymore. But this is the only thing that kind of just takes me a hundred. You really it liked like, college, huh? It like time. Oh, I loved college to the point where people don't like talking to me about like, it. Not you. Like but. Asher Roth. I love college. That was pretty much my life at college. Wow. <laughs> going One time I went to I'm gonna a go. I'm gonna party. Go. <laughs> it, was no, it was the nice. start nice of State Patties. <laughs> it was the start of State Patties, which is this huge weekend there. And it was the Thursday. Valentine's Day. Yep. Right. And um, <laughs> it's actually not on St. Patrick's Day. But uh, so there insane. were these. You lose a whole drinking weekend. With I that. know. <laughs> there were these like huge giant frat houses, like beautiful. And outside of this frat house. Like quintessential. Yeah. Movie only person. Like, you really you fucking must love college if you're calling sorority and fr- like Greek row. Beautiful. They were, so it's beautiful. No, no, no. Listen, oh, the houses are. They had, they had chefs. Still. You look at them and you know, I know what goes on in there. Well, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's also weird to sing the praises of Penn State's at this point. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's change the subject. <laughs> no, finish your thought. No, it's just like, this is like why I don't talk about it. Because everyone likes to like bring up all this other stuff. And it's just like, yes, I'm aware. But like. Well, every school has it. Penn State just has it bigger because they're bigger but it's like every school has it and also like i've also had friends and experiences that were not positive but the positive experiences outweighed the negative so vastly that it just sucks that i can't bring up the positive without having to acknowledge the negative that is true and also in an area especially like pennsylvania philly area where it's at the forefront, it's in the backyard, it's hometown. That's all anyone's ever going to talk about, yeah. which is a bummer for someone that wants to remember the great time they had. I just want to talk about the fun stuff. Like, I feel like every college has their problems, and like, especially big colleges, because there's that anonymity or mm-hmm. whatever, where it's like, I don't know anyone at this, this party. If a dude takes advantage of me and disappears, I'll never find him. That's insane. That so thought. it's yeah. way different. It's like being in a city. Like that's it's shitty, but like you learned it. Like I had friends that we all just stuck together. Like it was a good time. It's smart. This is what my cousin did when she went to New Paltz because it was similar, but it was also still kind of small. Yeah, and that's what you got. It. You just need girlfriends that are like, oh, you like. <laughs> I mean, this is basically our idea was like if you wanted to hook up with him you would do it tomorrow it's like you can fuck him. we don't care if you want to fuck him like go it's fuck honestly him. a great but it's rule like, of thumb get his number fuck him tomorrow morning we don't care like we were never like ashamed that they wanted to hook up with people it was mm-hmm. always just like all right well you're very drunk and we kind of think he's creepy so get his number yeah whatever you <laughs> get, do tomorrow wait do you look at him with real eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but i'm sorry no. You might have to cut that weird moment. I liked oh. it. But I just like, I do, it like, it's exhausting. Yeah, like, of course I it is. I was a girl at Penn State. I was the person experiencing this, and I still can't get to talk about the fun stuff without having to acknowledge. Oh, no, and the Penn State frat stuff isn't what you're implying. It's... That I am. Like that is what stuff. I'm talking about. Just like the guy being left in the basement My thing. first <laughs> experience at a frat house 
literally a guy took me into his room and would not let me leave. And I kept trying to leave. And if there wasn't a group of girls there, they kept being like, I'll drive you home. I'm like, you're drunk. I don't want to be here. I was trying to make friends. I wasn't drunk. Mm -hmm. I was naive. And they would not let me leave to the point where one of the girls had to like come get me and pull me away. And they all started cursing me out as I left. Mm. That was my first moment in a frat house. That's awful. So yes, I have those experiences. But, but fly I've like also a G6 had so many more. Makes you remind good you ones. of the good ones. Yeah, like it's just kind of another part of growing up. Like is, is like a G six like a hopeful thing? It's exci- it's not even about dudes. It's not even about frats. It's about like you know being young. Yeah, but it's part of the thing about being young and obviously being with like your friends, like dancing with like remembering my friends of the time mm-hmm. and we all like I don't know we stuck together, got into shit, got into trouble. But and that's part of it. Like honestly, yeah. I think what's uh, what we're trying to convey here is that like that song that is part of your college identity, all the good, the bad, the ugly, the crazy, the fun, yeah, is embodied in let's be honest, a kind of ridiculous pop song. It's the yeah, it's it, a bad, <laughs> it's a bad song. It's but. not. Good lyrically, <laughs> it's, it's not so good musically, fun. but it's fun and it makes you. But it's fun. It's, it brings you to so much joy. Hold on, let me finish my sentence. Yeah, yeah. But it is a lot of fun to listen. <laughs> <laughs> <It's so laughs> and it brings you so, so much catchy. joy that you want to focus on the joy that it brings you. Yeah. Do you no, feel weird? No, it's fine. Okay. I just like I just it, it's exhausting because like I want to talk about it. Like, that's the thing. I don't want to make you talk about stuff, but I do like when you have the opportunity to be like, yeah, but everything else is there also. It's just too yeah. easy. And it's it defends so, it. Everyone, ever, like, you can't mention being from, and that's why people are like, people from Penn State are douchey. It's like, well, kind of, they have to be. Because literally every second of any time, when I first moved here and I told my coworkers that I worked, I went to Penn State, they're like, oh, the cult? You're mm. in a cult? And like, it's, it's... I feel like it's one of the few schools where... Uh, when someone asks you, or like you say, like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Penn State," everyone's reaction is, "Ooh." It's either that yeah. or like they're super into it, which is also weird. Because they like, went to Penn State. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They went, they're like that's, asking you what bars you go to. That's the part is when, because like in my experience, the people who were like that level of super into it aren't alumni. Mm. So like that's the part that was always off-putting. To I me. just don't see that as much as you do. Like you bring well, that out up out all he- the time. Out here, it's but insane. my experience. I'm not from here, so here. I don't know. When I was from like like the Poconos or Kings, when I went to my sister's school, people loved it. So what, Dan? What makes you excited? What, what makes me excited? Is it bears. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be bears every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Paddington Bear. I would love if every time the positive emotion is just some version of Paddington too. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I could legitimately say, because I, I, when I was thinking about what my answer for this would be, I was having a hard time getting past like the anticipation excitement of like this thing's coming. I'm excited for it. So like Paddington would be a great example of that. Of like mm-hmm. I loved Paddington. Paddington two was coming. I was excited. This is going to be every fucking it episode. Is, yeah, <laughs> How do you live here? <laughs> I just kind of surrounded by out. sharks in Paddington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paddington. He lets me melt down every down. <laughs> so. All right. So my my thing that excites me, I'll set the scene a little bit. It's 2015. 
And I still have... She's really set the fucking yeah, scene. Yeah. <laughs> I still have panic attacks when I go to movie theaters. I think it's like a G6 too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm watching this awesome. movie and like the okay. G6 starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, sorry, sorry. So, Don't apologize. You're allowed to dick around him. <laughs> it was, I believe, Thanksgiving weekend and I went to the movies with my parents and I, I freak out every time I'm in a movie theater. Like we saw Jojo Rabbit. There was like four other people in the theater and I was still have like a panic attack for a little bit. And I'm used to it now, and I'm just like, oh, this is part of it. It'll pass, whatever. Like, I my favorite part of the movie is happening. It yeah. hasn't started yet. Yeah, I know, but my heart is racing. You're <laughs> 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 uh, the fucking rush. But like at that point, it was something that would last the whole movie. Okay. So we're, we're sitting there. It's Thanksgiving, so it's packed out, and we went. And we saw Creed, <laughs> and through the whole, I love that movie. The movie is so just effective and probably manipulative if i go back and watch it without like that whole heightened mm-hmm. emotion it probably feels very manipulative but that's boxing movies in general but the last fight of that movie is shot in this way where like you never stop moving it's like it's just a constant like camera is with it like you, like you're basically like because like boxing like people are like it's dancing basically and like you're dancing next to these people who are dancing with the camera like you're so like it's just constantly moving, and I'm like on the edge of my seat because like I couldn't sit still as it was, and then like there was finally something to be like I can latch onto this, and like the whole last round of that last fight in that movie is so exciting to me, and like everything comes to a head like perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's like I just want to prove I'm not a mistake, and then he just goes out and just like wrecks shit. I'm like, this is so fucking exciting. That's that is an exciting. I, I like how uh, both your options, both are uh, like, I, I guess both our emotions that we chose for this episode are high stakes emotions. They are. You know, it's yeah. like these are visceral, like, ah. both like both are just screaming emotions. Yeah. Like they yeah, both, thanks, they, guys. They, thanks you're welcome. Yeah, th- these are both. We just thought you'd be great for this episode. <laughs> Also, you were home. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you took a still shot of experiencing these emotions, you'd have to be told which was. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. very slightly off, like just the corners of the mouth are just a little yeah. lower. Yeah. It's just like a twinkle in the eye. Like, oh, I think he's happy about this. <laughs> so it's that one. I I think that movie is so good, and like there's the weird Rocky cancer stuff where like. He has cancer. No, he doesn't have cancer. He's got. He's, it's like my mom. I'm gonna. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like your mom. I'm, I'm gonna. He fight, probably went to Egypt to after. <laughs> That's actually a Creed too. That's yeah. a big part of it. <laughs> he's just listen, man. The pyramids. Are be- have you seen my scarf? <laughs> it's beautiful. I've been sending you pictures all the time. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I I went in. That's fair. Because <laughs> like Ryan Coogler, I think is awesome, and then he did Black Panther after, and I was like, mm-hmm. this guy's still perfect, but like. That movie came out, and I was like, God, this, he's like a kid. He's younger than me. I was mm-hmm. like, this, this kid fucking knows how to make a movie. And like, I was just like so. He riveted. did Fruitvale Station again, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that movie is hard. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you, you, you'll never watch it. I know. <laughs> I'm not, I, I I'm not, not even pretend to recommend it to you. You but know. Like, it's like, I've heard people say that Michael B. Jordan is a bad actor, and that might be true. Because I've only seen him be good in Ryan Coogler movies. <laughs> that it could just be Ryan Coogler is great. Is really great at what he does. Yeah. <laughs> but like in that movie, he just seems like new Will, like new young Will Smith, 
Like if they redid, yeah. if you let him make a bad decision, he will. Yeah, it's like no, if it's like if you make remake Independence Day, you know he's saying Welcome to Earth. Yeah. You know this. <laughs> yeah, that I think that that last scene, like there's there's two fights in that movie that I think are so exciting. Mm-hmm. Like there's the one which is literally a one take fight where like it's so perfectly choreographed, and like you're watching him fight. It's like an underground fight. Like he's he goes back to work at the office the next day. Like he's not a professional at all. And like the camera is just like moving with them, and it's like this real kinetic feeling, mm. which was not helping because at the very beginning of the movie. So like I'm still in this like panic attack mode. I can tell that both like the both things that you two are excited about, you are really excited about, and I can tell that because you get no no <laughs> that, and also like you get into the minutia of it. You're like the way the camera angle moves, mm. the way it reminds me of like just me and my gal pals mm. having the best time. Like it's it's so specific to a specific time and a specific place. I, in a similar vein, I don't know if there's one thing, but there are small pieces of like music production throughout several albums, several songs. I can't narrow it See, down. That, that was the thing I was trying to pick out because like there's a lot of those that have like that rising like drum snare, like, yeah, drum snare hit thing. It's not even that where it's like the music builds. There are certain times where I'll hear a guitar tone or something on an album. And it'll be like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. damn, yeah. like that, man. That like waiting for that, like a new album comes out, and then I'm waiting for something like that to happen. Like on the Say Anything self-titled album and uh, Meet Me in the Back Room, that guitar tone, I don't know how they did it, and it's exciting every time I listen to mm-hmm. it. The new Menzingers record, there's a song called Strawberry Mansions because you know Philly. Uh, <laughs> There's a vocal effect where it sounds like there is one vocal mic in the back of the room capturing all the natural reverb and then the one mic up front. And the way the producer, it sounds, it probably is not, but the way, only way that like my brain could feasibly possibly do it is that they cut the live mic that's in front of their face. So all you're getting is the room mic. And that's a sim- similar, like, they can do that effect. That's easy plug-in to yeah. plug into a music production thing. Yeah, but the way, but right way that he did it, how shit works. it sounds like... He, right before the buildup, instead of swelling it, it sounds like he had the singer run to the microphone. <laughs> That's awesome. So it goes, and it just, it's a seamless flow into it. And I pulled over while listening really? to it in my car. I was like, that was the coolest shit. <laughs> I, that, it's, yeah. it's little things like that. That, the fact that you just did it naturally right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it's some of my favorite. Like, and even then when, like, it's, maybe it's, like, a small excitement, but these these little bits of excitement that I realized, like, there's so much built on that foundation of it that, like, music production in itself is so exciting. Honestly, we've talked about it the last couple of times, but it's just been on my mind, and people have been giving them shit for years. But the first Attack Attack album, which I didn't listen to until maybe two weeks ago, yeah, uh, you're really about it. Now. I'm so about it. You're on it. Uh, and it's because their first song is like a hip hop, like crunk core song, just for them being fun. And then it builds, and like they like they end it with attack, attack, where you at? And then it goes into like their big hit, and it just wow. fades in perfectly. I want to walk up, do comedy every time to that, where it's just you like should. little bounce, 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 and then just. Oh, we're in Satan's butthole now. <laughs> this is where we are. It's part. It's but it's like that little production thing. It means that someone sat down and went, "How can we make this record 
cool. Like just cool. something that's like so not someone's even gonna hear it, you know. On on yeah. the EP that I did, we did like a low little piano note at the end of the last song because it's supposed to be the main character dying at the bottom of a ravine after he's Ooh. fallen from the tightrope. I really <laughs> did. Uh, and it's just this nice little boo, boo. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's the heartogram. Like, it's Ooh. the heart thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, EKG. EKG. I was like, oh, fuck. Heartogram's the thing that Bam Margera did. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, even something like that, you put it out there, and that's exciting of just being like, someone's going to get it. Yeah. Like I'm going to just gonna I'm going to put this piece in and then just let them see if they can find and it. And then Dan will pick it up. Yeah. And he'll tell me and I'll be like, "Oh. That's neat." <laughs> you know there there's a couple of moments like that just like kind of background moments in songs that I'm remembering now where do you know the song Ready by the Starting Line? I know if I heard it. It's like it's not a super It's one of those like the Starting Line is a band with me where like I love everything they've done, but they're a band where uh I had like a CD player in my car that didn't tell you the names of the songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. I just mm. know them as they play, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I don't know any titles. Ready is the one, it's on, was it Based on a True Story? Is that what that album's called? The Girl with the Phone. No, not that one. The one oh, the one with uh, the camera, the with camera Bedroom Talk camera. on it. Yeah, yeah. I knew that one because it said ass in it, and then that <laughs> came out in a perfect part of my I'm life where I was like, this is like, this is the best. <laughs> I, I remember... Mother, mother, turn it down. You'll, you won't <laughs> like this part. <laughs> there was an interview with him like right after that song came out where he was like, I mean, like, metaphorically, dude. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, it's pop punk. Like, they can get away whatever. with it. <laughs> but the song Ready, like, I remember reading, it was credited, like, featuring Max Bemis. And like at no point can you hear it. like what where is he like yeah. why is he being credited on this song, and then I finally listened to it with headphones on, and in the background at one point he just starts singing Yellow Cat slash Red Cat, <laughs> and like so it's like the the whole time Ready is happening yeah and then he's just singing and another then, song and in the background it's like super like low in the mix it just. I watch my yellow cat. You're like, oh, where did this come from? That's uh, it's but then he does sing at the end, and I was like, I should have noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the same thing. Kenny Vasoli sings on a Hot Rod song on an album that's not on Spotify, which is I know. a bummer. Fucking pisses yeah. me off. But Your for that's a great song. But for a while, I had no clue what. Uh, like, I just didn't yeah. think that that like that the vocalist changed. I just thought it was Andy from Hot Rod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, it's like little subtle things here and there. But then again, like in Every Man Has a Molly, when he yells Casey. He's mentioning Hot Rod Circuit's guitarist, Casey, yeah. who played the solo yeah. on the song. And once you find that out, you're like, oh, it's neat. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of my excitement is based off of the emotion of neat. You feel like you're like in on an inside joke. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I think that's you're what it is. The, the crew now. Yeah, and it's, it's exciting to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my feeling with Say Anything for a long time. Because mm. like, they were that like just barely still underground level for a long time. We're like mm-hmm. underground bands, but still like just a level below that where all of those bands were like, this is the best band. And like I saw them, it was like Straylight Run, Hot Rod, and somebody else. And they were the opener. Like, yeah. Say Anything was the opener. Well, because you got to think Say Anything for a while was just Max Bemis in his dorm room. Yeah. So they were like, you can't Which put him up songs. as his I band. Love that yeah. Weird era. Megan's but, like, dying. 
Megan's no, we're dying good, we're right good, now. We're good. Did that get on the mic? Did you hear that? The sigh? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not so- I don't think any of this is actually going to make it in. <laughs> we're just going to be like, no, this is- mine is music production. Mine is the other thing. We've been feel feelings. This is, no, this is really good. It, I just don't know music. I know Max Bemis. I know Say Anything. You love Motion City Soundtrack? I love Motion City Soundtrack. I want to see them when they come to town, but I don't know yeah. if I'm going to be able to afford it. January. Yeah. I want to go. Go. Let's all go. Yeah. Oh my God, fun date! Yeah, I was oh. I was so bummed that I couldn't see them on their farewell tour, and now it's six months later, and they're back as a band with all the original members. Really funny story. Uh, I went to go see them on their farewell tour, uh, not once but twice because. Do you feel a little gypped? Not, not, not gypped. I uh, I went and I was I was going in Philly, uh, and then my girlfriend broke up with me, so I had an extra ticket. Uh, and then we went to the Starland one because my friend felt bad that my b- girlfriend broke up with me and he took me instead of his fiance. Oh, <laughs> what a good friend. And then she yeah. broke up with him. And and the, yeah, and they got married and then they got divorced. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Dan called it. Yeah. I, I tried to do that with the Get Up Kids when they did a reunion tour, mm. which they've been a band ever since, basically. But like at the time, <laughs> it was like, I haven't seen this band in five years. It's so exciting. I want to see this band. I love this band. Mm-hmm. So I got tickets to four shows. So I, I was back living in Philly after being up in Boston. So I had a bunch of friends up in Boston who wanted to go. So I was like, sure, I'll go to like Worcester. I'll go to Boston. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to Jersey and Philly. Because like, people down here... They did want Worcester to- and Boston? Yeah. That's weird. They're not and even from there. They're from Kansas. But they, they, are, they are a Boston band to some level. How so? They lived in Boston for a long time. Oh, okay. Like so the, it's like Hot Rod, where it's like they're from Alabama, but they lived in Connecticut, so they're a New England band. Yeah, we're like like Mess Pike and all I'm that. I'm so sorry. That era. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, because like, this is normally sports, and I don't know. I want to be cool <laughs> enough to not be annoyed by music. <laughs> like, I'm just not fun. Your opinion don't matter. You've said fly like a G6. <laughs> like I suck. Go to your room again. I Bring the cheesecake. Okay. I didn't want to say streetlight. It felt, streetlight felt too obvious. So I no, Streetlight's great. Are you fucking kidding yeah, people, me? People love Streetlight. Someone, no, uh, I think your fine. Answer, I let think me change my answer. Let's wrap it up on the end of my story because it's a real bummer to go out on. Let's do it. I got tickets to four shows. I, I took a bus up to Boston. My friends picked me up. He listened to Augustana the whole way there. I don't know if that song was out I yet. Think I'm good, Boston. Mm-hmm. So I always sing like Creed for some reason <laughs> when I do song parodies. <laughs> so yeah, it's 2009. I know that specifically because the Phillies were in the World Series. It was Game One of the World Series. I was leaving Philadelphia. That's okay. I hate this now too. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. She likes this because you're the Yankees one. Okay. Boop, boop. But. So, <laughs> I'm I'm seeing the Get Up Kids. I travel all this way. I love traveling. Anytime I get to travel somewhere, I feel like I'm the coolest person in the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I traveled all the way there. I was watching the Phillies game on my phone in a Get Up Kids concert. And I was in New England. They were facing the Yankees. So everybody was just with me. They were on my side. Yeah, they weren't annoyed that I was watching it. They were happy <laughs> to see that the Phillies were beating the Yankees. <laughs> so like, that whole experience was so great. I leave. I go to my car. Or not the car, my car, but the car that like had picked me up. It was smashed. I remember you telling me this. All of my stuff was stolen. <laughs> my computer, all of my books, because it was a Friday. I took a bus oh, right after uh, school on a Friday. 
I, I lost everything. So I had to just go home. I, I, I could have stayed in, yeah. in the Boston show, but I was like, I don't fucking want to do yeah, this anymore. I'm bummed at this point. So like, I just like went back to Philly with my tail between my legs. And then I, I, didn't, I didn't see the Jersey show either. I was just like, well, I just want to see the Philly one. I'm, I'm done with this. This Aww. idea was so fun. And it's ruined. Fuck now this. It's ruined forever. Really great shows, though. Mm-hmm. Christopher Abadjo. So that is episode two. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Again, we are uh, completely enamored at the fact that people are even listening to this, so we appreciate yeah, I, you so much. I'm so happy that this idea actually seems like it's going somewhere. And honestly, I, I hope there's a community around it because I, I love now having an opportunity to talk about my feelings. So if you're out there and you feel like you need that opportunity, we are here. So anything you're feeling doesn't have to be the stuff we talked about. Even You have examples to go with what we talked about. Great. We'll hear them. You're feeling other feelings and you just need to talk. We're here. Absolutely. And even if you have like some silly thing that like another part of what we talked about today made you think of some other, you know, Brendan Fraser film, uh, message me specifically. Yeah, that goes to George. This, <laughs> we, we don't all need that. At that point, message it to Danny now. That's Still you know, Danny's inbox with Brendan Fraser memes, stories. Forward them to me, but I want him to be annoyed at the you end know, of episode. At this three. point, I'll accept them because I believe that George is the only person who has them. So if you can prove that wrong, then I'm all for it for a little while until it gets annoying. All right, episode two. Thank you guys so much. All right, bye.